What does this mean? What does this mean? For 2,000 years, followers of Jesus has been asking this question, and Pentecost Sunday gives us the yearly opportunity to ask it again. What does this mean? We lament the reality that we cannot be all together in one place today, but let's join the scattered believers in this story. Jewish believers scattered to the north, the east, the west, and the south, Rome, Asia, Egypt, Mesopotamia, drawn together for a weekend feast in Jerusalem. The rush of a violent wind rushes through. Divided tongues as of fire appear on them. Among them, a tongue rests on each of them. And filled with the Holy Spirit, they are given ability to speak in other languages. They're astonished. They're amazed. How do these simple, ordinary country bumpkins, these rural Galileans, how do they pull it off? This feat of speaking to people from every nation, they all hear these fishermen and these tradesmen, these homemakers and harvesters speaking confidently of God's good news. They say to one another, what does this mean? And so hopefully we are not sneerers today, but we are hearers, hearing the word of the Lord from Peter who looks back at this ancient text from the prophet Joel, and he offers a fresh perspective, a new revelation. It's God. God's the protagonist of God's story. God disrupting the contours of our lives. And God's done what God does so many times, speaking to God's people. Like he spoke to Abraham through a burning bush, or how he swept up Moses alongside his people with winds and waves. God's spirit pouring out on all flesh, Every generation, every person, daughters, sons, children, slaves even, filling them, empowering them, releasing them to prophesy, to see visions, to dream dreams. And through every storm and tempest, fire, every blood-red moon, the smoke and the mist and the darkness, God's promises are fulfilled. You are not alone. The Lord comes alongside all. It's a great and glorious day, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is true inclusion, all participating, but it's disrupting. And Pentecost is a great glorious day, but it also astounds us and disrupts us. Peter's first sermon, this amazing sermon from a guy who spent the last 30 days groveling and feeling sorry for himself, he's now delivering the gospel goods, broadening the horizons of people's imagination. So today on Pentecost, let's take these words to heart. Maybe put on your Holy Spirit thinking cap. What does this mean for us, Pentecost 2021, 20, scattered, 
and thinking of regathering. I don't know if you've watched uh, sports events lately. Some of the arenas and stadiums are refilling. And I wonder how that makes you feel. I was watching the Texas Rangers play baseball, and that stadium was packed with people. And it intrigued me, but it also made me nervous. I don't know how you're feeling as you think about regathering in spaces and places in the days and the weeks and the months ahead. For us here at First Baptist Church, it will feel strange. And it's not necessarily a matter of going back exactly to the way it was. Because we've changed. We have all changed. Some of us for better, some of us for worse, some of us have been thriving, some of us have been struggling. Some of us are eager, some of us are cautious. Some of us are downright mad, or we've grown apathetic, we're suspicious, and hundreds of different emotions are swirling around in our hearts. So that's why on Pentecost Sunday, it might be a good day to press into this story and ask God what it all means. And may it remind us of these lives we are to live as Pentecost people, this way of being a people who are alighted by the flames of the Spirit, amazed astonished, but also disrupted. And we return to this belief that we believe that God's Spirit is still pouring out on all flesh. It's a beautiful image of abundance and grace upon grace, the Spirit poured out upon us. We are drenched disciples worshiping and working together with the Spirit poured out on us, and we again hear Peter's marching orders. Prophesy, see visions, dream dreams, be God's possessions. And there's four exhortations that Peter draws us to, and maybe these exhortations will draw us together again today on Pentecost Sunday. How might we speak prophetically to one another? And what are the visions that capture us and console us in these days? What's the dream of God? How is it playing out in your life, our corporate life, as a people of faith? And how might we live as God's possessions? God's servants in the world. Peter calls the community of faith slaves to God. And how might we speak as these servants, as we speak of God's goodness and speak of God's gracious deeds? We often use art to help stir our imaginations here at First Baptist, and so today we're going to use another art piece a painting called Open to the Spirit. 
open to the Spirit. I think we're also going to see it on the screen for those of you who are watching online. Open to the Spirit. This painting is by a Christian artist who um, is deeply influenced. His name is Sawai Chinawong, a Christian artist who's deeply influenced by his Thai Buddhist upbringing. And so this painting shows the outpouring of the Spirit on Christian disciples. And there's lots going on in this painting. What does it mean? And what are we seeing? I'll I'll say a few things uh, that uh, I read and reflected on this past week. But I want to allow your eyes and your hearts and your minds and your imaginations to engage with this piece. We see at the center of this picture this big fire of the holy. And usually in Buddhist art, this fire would be above a solitary figure. But today, in this painting, it hovers over 11 disciples. And note, not all of them are men. There's men and women and children. And we see gestures and postures, the hands that are raised and open. And again, in Buddhist iconography, this open and might be a sign of spiritual power or fearlessness or reassurance. We see movement. It's almost as if the disciples are dancing. And again, in this tradition of art, they might be called flyers. The disciples are moving, and what is above them is this triangle that might be a mountain shape or a mountain range, but it's open space. And these disciples are being beckoned forward. They're being pushed outward across new horizons. In Acts Chapter 1, maybe they're being pushed even to the hen ends of the earth. I want to invite you for 20 or 30 seconds to pause with this picture. How do you feel? What do you see? What do you perceive? How does it move you to dance, to lift up your hands and be a flyer in the name of Jesus. And how might these images swirl together with the exhortations of today, where we are to prophesy, see visions, dream dreams, and be God's possession? 20 or 30 seconds to allow the fire and the flames to stir up images and dreams and visions in our hearts today.
Holy Spirit, may your fire descend upon us anew. Draw us together. As we close today, I want to invite you to pray a portion of a prayer or to hear me share a portion of a prayer that we at Church Council prayed this week. This prayer is also found where you found the order of service on the First Baptist Church website today. I'll just pray a couple of paragraphs of the prayer as we continue to allow the Spirit of Jesus to alight upon us, to renew us, and console us today. Spirit of Jesus, come with fire that refines, water that refreshes, wind that topples, breath that fills. Let us stand for love. Let us stand with love, following the way of your Son as best we're able. Let us not fear the experiential spirituality. And let us listen to the wondrous bodies you gave us. Let us hear your voice and tangibly feel you with us. Let us discern your guidance. Let us abide in and with you. Show us what you're doing, Spirit, and lead us forth into grace, mercy, love, and compassion this week. Amen.